one of the reasons I wanted to walk away from football is because I felt so tired of having to prove myself over and over again. And I had such an up and down career. I lost my starting job five different times. I blew my knee out one time. And that eighth and final year before I walked away, like I lost my starting job for the fifth time in my career. And just they just gave it to a younger guy. And I just remember being like, I'm just tired of having to prove myself. And that was part of the reason I went and traveled the country. I was like, I'm just going to go explore my freedom, do what I want to do for once. And now I found myself getting back into the world and it's like the ego needs this, this, this something to feel important, to feel relevant. Like if we're not creating something of, of value, then like who are we to the world? And so there's this story of having to prove myself that's kind of creeping back in. And I think it's just innately deep and like it's part of the reason I reach such high levels of success in football is because it's such yeah. a part of my makeup. And it is a it is a valuable asset to show up and, and get me to work hard and create things, but it's really about that balance of of not feeling like I'm doing it to prove my worth, but knowing that I'm I'm I am innately worthy, and it, it, I'm not doing this to feel any more important in the world, but I'm doing it to serve and help others. And I think yeah. that is keeps coming back to that is what helps me navigate all of these kind of the things I'm working through. Welcome to the Taking Off The Mass podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you've joined us. Today's guest is Joe Hawley. Uh, Joe spent eight years in the NFL, and leaving on his own terms, he went and traveled the world for two years to kind of figure out what's next. Uh, he then created the Heart Collective, an organization for men who have left professional sports and left football and are trying to figure out their purpose. You know, in this in these conversations, we don't talk a lot about career, a lot about um, past professions or the prowess that we've accomplished, all these things, because it's a space to just be. But one of the things that we talked about in this conversation was this idea that not only he is leading this organization fields, but also that I felt when I left the engineering career to become a teacher and trying to figure out, is this the right thing? Is this my purpose? What next? I don't know what careers you're in out there who's listening, but I'm hoping that as you think about where you are today, I'm hoping you get to get up every day fully living out your purpose and your passion. You know, some people never find their thing that they're really excited about doing, but they keep doing because they have to do to provide. One of the things I want to invite you to think about today is what is the mask that you have to wear? To show up every day in the work that you do, hopefully it's work that fulfills you, maybe financially, maybe um, in the heart wise. But the other part of it is, what are the things you don't get to talk about? What are the things behind the mask? And so when we make these masks, we want you also to know what that feels like. We invite you to go make a mask. You can do that at 100kmasks.com. You can go to the website, make a mask anonymously. And share it with somebody. If this podcast speaks to you, if what you hear in this conversation inspires you, please share it with somebody. If you know somebody who is trying to find their purpose and passion and uh, trying to live every day on a mission of, of service to others or on a mission of service to their own family or to their own self, we invite you to share this podcast with us, with them. Give us a review. 
so others can find this podcast as well. That's the easiest way for people to find us. And in this really new and different intro, I want to tell you about a non-sponsor sponsor. sponsor. I mean, imagine most podcasts have these sponsors, but we have a non-sponsor sponsor that I want to tell you about. And uh, it's about this purpose, passion project that I'm working on with EverForward. So this is EverForward Club, The Adventure. It's a card game. Um, We're super excited about it. And um, right now, we are trying to um, purchase decks of these cards for teachers who are starting school back up right now, who are in the fall going to need to be building community with their students. Our goal is to sponsor between 300 and 400 teachers who will receive this that they could use with their students. They'll get access to a webinar that we're going to create so that they can use it. And we invite you to be a part of this adventure with us. Get one for yourself and your family, for your friends. Kind of the conversation we have here in the Taking Off the Mask podcast is the what we do in the Ever Forward Club. And what we've tried to do is put the Ever Forward Club uh, as much as we could uh, in this box. It's part adventure, it's deep connection, and it's an opportunity for people to realize that they're not alone. You can find the link to get one of these or buy one for teachers or even sponsor a whole school in the show notes. It's an Indiegogo campaign, and we look forward to you being a part of this movement with us. Uh, thank you for listening to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let's do it. Here we go, Joe. You ready? Here we go. <laughs> Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. Uh, my name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm glad you've joined us. Today, our guest is Joe Hawley. Listen, uh, Joe, what I like to do with our guests is have them to introduce themselves. So how about you just tell the world a little bit about you? Just introduce yourself, and, and then we'll jump right in. Cool, man. Yeah, Ashanti, thanks for, thanks for having me, man. It's really good to see your face. Um, yeah, my name is Joe Hawley. Uh, oof. A lot of, lot of experiences, a lot of life experiences, a lot of stories of who I am. I uh, played football in the NFL uh, for eight seasons but with both the Atlanta Falcons and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, when I walked away, like most former athletes, it was a really big transition. Got a little bit um, jolted by the experience of losing um, this aspect, of was, which was such a big part of the story of who I was. My identity was wrapped up in it. And went through a huge transition, life transition, not just football, but I went through a big breakup at the same time. Ended up um, going on a road trip, gave away all my stuff to charity, bought a van, rescued a dog, and went on this road trip to really find out who I was on a deeper level. Um, That experience was supposed to be a couple months. It turned into almost two years. um, And on that journey, I found... uh, you know, some deeper levels of who I am, you know, like, like we're, we're going to talk about today, this, this mask that we wear, I think, especially as an athlete, that was a big mask that I was wearing to the world. And a lot of the challenges of, you know, not only was that the mask I was wearing, but that was the mask that people had put on me as well. And so the identity of who I was and, and the people that I loved the most had to navigate those relationships as well. Um, ended up walking away from the game, uh, went on that that road trip for a couple years and ended up still questioning what's my purpose, what am I here to do, and through that transition process, uh, realized you know how 
needed it is to how I feel called to support my brotherhood of former athletes in that journey because it is so challenging. I was, you know, very few, a select few of guys that was actually walking away on my own terms. So I can only imagine how much more challenging it would have been if the game was taken away from me for whatever reason. And um, so I'm focused now on building community, providing support to uh, former male professional athletes to help support them on the journey of finding themselves in a deeper way deeper purpose in life. And, uh, that's called the heart collective. And that's what I'm working on now. Um, and where I'm at in life also enjoy, you know, doing startup investing and, um, I do some coaching and some speaking and all that good stuff as well. And, uh, really appreciate you having me on man. And super stoked about the conversation we're about to have. Oh man. Well, thank, well, thank you for sharing the journey of like how you got to starting the heart collective. I think that is like, that creating what you kind of probably wish you had, right? And I think it sounds like that like you were looking for what do I do in this new this new transition and not having any answers, and then finding some answers and saying, well, maybe somebody else can benefit from these from this, what I've learned. You know, that that is yeah. Really I think fun. that's any any good entrepreneur any good entrepreneur really sees a sees a need, right? And then they go fill that need, and I, I've it's a felt experience for me. And realizing like if I would have had community, because I joined a few different communities while I was on the road, one of them being Everyman, which is where we met and getting to know the founders and the group that that is and the work that they're doing in the world and this men's emotional health and emotional intelligence work. And then joining a, a couple different communities and just being surrounded by like-minded people who are focused on this, this self-development path of self-discovery and self-realization. And realizing if I had a community of former athletes when I first left the game, like how profound that would have been. And I started looking around and, and there really isn't anything out there like that. I think even the, the, the major sports leagues, especially the NFL, I mean, they, they try and provide resources, but it's really revolved around what we're going to do next, right? We need to figure, like to solve the issue, we need to find something for these guys to do, but none of it's really solving the issue of how do we be, right? How do we know who we are on a deeper level? And I think that's the journey that really matters. And so that's what I'm trying to provide for this uh, this really high-performing, high-achieving community these guys are really special at a deep foundational level of the ability for them to to handle failure to to question the stories to show up and the mental toughness the discipline and so really bringing them together i truly believe that together we can really have a positive impact in the world and i'm really excited about that journey yeah you know man i'm glad you said that part because i also like how do we be right and i think that when you know, when I started Ever Forward as a mentoring program, I was a teacher, but I was trying to figure out how to like reach these students in a deeper way. And what I ended up creating was like what I think I had been searching for since I was in high school myself, like a place where all of the stuff that was going on with me that I could talk about and not feel less than a man, not feel like I wasn't tough and like whatever my community, I grew up in Oakland, right? Like there's rules of masculinity and manhood right and i was like well you can't talk about it because no one talks about it so therefore you bottle it up and i think that what mm -hmm. i began to see it took me you know it took me you know it was way more than two years of that journey of like trying to figure it out i mean it was like long long time from the time i left high school to like i was creating that thing but it was it was still there was a calling that was happening inside you know and, and i think when you talk about entrepreneurs like you you find a need and you find a way to to serve that need. And I imagine now as an investor, I, I mean, I didn't mean to ask this question, but 
I didn't intend to, but thank you for mentioning it. Maybe as a, when you were um, talking to founders, I imagine that's an important question or it comes up, right? Like, why did you start this thing? What is the, right? Because when it's, when it's personal, it's different between I just want to build this so I can sell it so I can become rich. And maybe that is the, or the reason for some, but like when it's personal, I think you, you, you may find more investment in their, in their de- dedication to it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the, every, you know, if, if your intention of starting a business is to make money, I just don't think it, it, it's like, what's the deeper, deeper meaning. And I, what I've learned as an investor is everybody has a good idea. I think the executing the idea is really where the challenge lies, right? Cause you're going to come up against challenges, failures. How do you handle that? So I, as an investor, it's really about investing in the person and, and their, their conviction around the idea. And is it going to make the world a better place or is it not? Right. Cause I think there's not, a, there's not enough room for, for people that just want to make money, right? Like it's, it's how can we shift the collective narrative? How can we make the world a better place? And that doesn't mean like just, just nonprofit model or saving the world or cleaning up the, the world's like plastic and stuff like that. But like, how is it, how is it going to show up and make the world a better place? Like I invested in this, this company called Opus and they're creating a, it's a full immersion sound healing bed that uses vibration and sound noising, sound canceling headphones to like do these, these guided meditations that drops you into this like visceral reprogramming space. Nice. And they're like marketing it as kind of the Peloton of emotional fitness, right? Like that's a huge opportunity. It's a really cool project. And it's really, the guys are focused on how can we help people, you know, live more abundant lives through their mental and emotional health. Like that is something that can both make a lot of money and serve, you know, humanity in a, in a big way. And so that's really the, the projects I'm focusing on. Yeah, man, that's fantastic, really. I, well, I look forward to hearing more about that because I definitely... Yeah, it's pretty badass. I'll let you know okay. when I get one. All right. <laughs> well, look, how about we, so, you know, I, this work today is us kind of like jumping into like a deeper connection. You know, you know, like you said, you mentioned we met mm-hmm. at Everyman uh, in uh, Joshua Tree. That was like my first time in Joshua Tree. I'm from California, never been there. Um, and um, I'm glad that we we're still connected, you know, like, and that was a really powerful experience for me. And um, I'm excited that we get to now go into this, this mask work, you know, this is the work that, you know, I came there trying to do that work for myself, like take off my own mask and like, just, you know, be, be, just be, that's what I was really trying to do. And, and, uh, and for some people that's scary, right? It's scary when you see men just able to let themselves. And for some it's like, Oh, I've been waiting for this. Right. And so I'm glad that that, it's like a breath um, of fresh air. It is a breath of fresh air. In the national forest of National Park of Joshua Tree, for sure. Um, well, we're gonna make these. We're gonna have these yeah. masks, and so here's how we do it. Um, so for those of you out there who have not made a mask, you can make one digitally, anonymously at 100kmasks.com, and um, that is uh, a way that you can be a part of what we're gonna do right now. So we're gonna. You don't have to share yours out loud, but um, Joe and I are gonna share ours publicly right now in this conversation so uh, joe we always let the guests decide who goes first so either you go first or i go first and uh, we'll just share the front and then alternate and then we'll go to the back after that oh you're putting the pressure on well well you can um, tell me do you tell me to go first okay okay do you do your mask every time i do you know i have them like what i've been realizing is 
that's a great that's a great You're question because a lot of different masks <laughs> yeah i think i probably should take pictures of them because they're like usually i'll have like notes from the conversation on one on one on the outside and then on the inside i have the mask so the light is kind of off and so the notes from the conversation is i'm like getting nuggets and learning and things i want to just you know reflect on later uh, i write that on the outside so I, I, every every interview has a has a mask usually all right. Well, you told me to go first. So I love it. How many masks? is wearing multiple masks. He's trying to remove them all. Oh man, I do. I you know I got I got lots of masks. I mean, not only I mean, let me show you with me one of my my newest masks. This is one of my newest masks. This is a this is a this is a luchador, a wrestler. His name is me. His name is his original name is Mil Mascaras. You know, like this is his uh his more traditional mask yeah. with the M on it. That stands for. Mil Mascaras oh, is like a thousand masks. He was the man of a thousand masks. And um he's like the wow. he's like this uh figure in our work because uh we talk about masks all the time. And you're right, I do have many, not only literal physical masks, but like I have masks that I don't really that that the emotional masks, right? Like emotional masks, right? Mm. Like yeah. and the ones that, the that we're gonna talk about now. Cause this it, this is and I think I, I try and before each one, I'm trying to like saying, okay, what's, what mask is present right now, right? Because you imagine I've made, for the last three years, I've made hundreds of masks. And um, now I'm, a, hmm, okay, that's another story I got to think about telling you. Um, we had an intern once who, you know, when I go do workshops, I've done hundreds of workshops. And um, this intern was uh, organizing data and putting numbers and co- counting up cards. And um, at one time I went into the office and there was a pile of masks on the side. And I'm like, I said, those look familiar. I said, why, why are those masks on the side? And she was like, oh, well, I pulled all your masks out. And I was like, why? Why Why did you do that? And the idea, her mind said, well, you know, you've already made one. You don't need, we don't need to have them in every one. I'm like, but every time I make one is different. And at that point, it was a pile of masks. So I didn't know where they where they went. So I've, I've really felt like something. I felt, I don't know what I felt. I didn't have a right word because it wasn't upset that it was more like, I felt like I had disconnected from all those people who had made masks. Because when they make a mask in a workshop, I make one with them, you know? Like I'm not just, oh, the overseer of people mm-hmm. making masks. Like I'm making one with you because I want to feel what, I want to push myself to feel what I, you may be feeling. Anyway, that's just mm-hmm. this journey of making lots of masks. But here's mine. Yeah, here's, it's crazy. That commonality, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I love it. Okay. okay. Well, here we go. Here we go. This is the one I drew today. <laughs> uh, and this is the words I wrote. I wrote four of them this time. I wrote caring, funny, hardworking, and serious. And um, caring is actually one that I've only recently started writing. I, ironically, I was, a, I was on a show with a man who said caring. And I'm like, I think I'm caring. I think I try and show I'm caring, but I never wrote it. And I was like, why do I even write caring? And um, I've been adding caring in lately, and uh, it, it feels really good because it's actually something I really do try and show. But because I'm so serious and hardworking, sometimes mm-hmm. caring may. I'm in my in my mind in my heart. I'm do I'm showing that I'm caring right when I'm like trying to support a young person or trying to support a team person. I'm like, but it comes out because I'm so serious and hardworking that it seems sometimes it's made just like more rough. You know, it's like. The, the the tiger, the lion who grabs the cub by the head, 
he's not hurting the cub, you know. He knows he's not hurting the cub, but on the outside, you're like, oh my god, he's trying to kill the cub, you know. Um, yeah. So those are the those. That's the front of my mask. Okay, love it. I love the little paradox of the 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 hardworking, caring, funny. Would you say funny and serious? Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Both ends. And th- and those can get tricky, right? As when you're when you're when you're leading people too, right? Because if if you try and keep things light, so you may try and say it in a funny way, but you're actually pretty serious. People could miss that you're actually trying to move the thing along, you know. Like I've had that happen before, mm, yeah. where you're trying to you're trying to move. You're saying, "Hey, just one, hey, what's going on with that thing?" You know, and you kind of I kind of laugh about it. But in my mind, I'm being serious, but it's coming out as as, as more in humor. And then, you know, two weeks later, mm. the thing is happening again. I'm like, hey, you know, we talked about that thing a couple of weeks ago. And you realize that because sometimes I'm trying to keep it light, the serious part doesn't get seen. And so it has how you dance between having room for both of those, you know? And so those are, yeah, things I'm constantly thinking about. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Yeah. Are we gonna go over the back of your mask too, or are you gonna? Oh, you, gonna go you, do, you, you do your front. You do your front. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll alternate. We'll alternate. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a beautiful mask. There, got some spiky hair because I live life on fire. And my eyes, I kind of screwed up. I, I got poked in the eye there, um, but I got happy, calm, calm and put together, and and funny. I like being funny. I like I like you know playing and keeping it light. So we had something in common there. Nice. All very positive emotions, though. That's cool. Thank you for that, man. Thank you for sharing. Mm. All right. Well, let's take a deep breath. Because now we're going to move to the back. The back. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And um, I wrote it kind of funny. I'm going to show you how I wrote it and why. Um, uh, So I wrote it like this. I wrote fear, and these lines actually go to fear. I'll tell you about them in a second. And then I wrote sadness and child and trauma, more like more from like childhood uh, trauma. Um, and the reason I wrote fear with the lines is lately I've been like, like if I think about fear of, like I have fear of several things. And I used to only write fear of failure, right? And I I would write fear of failure, and I would leave it. And then the other day I was um dealing with something and I realized, but maybe I'm even afraid of success sometimes. Right. And maybe I'm afraid of like mm-hmm. being too much. And maybe I'm, af- I'm not, maybe I keep some, let me take that bell right out. And I'm afraid of success sometimes. And I'm afraid of bragging people. Like when I share stuff on social media, I feel like I'm bragging. So I don't want to share it. So I fear like people are going to say that you're, you're, you're showing off. Like, fear of like being too much right the beer like and i realize that mm. there's lots of fears that block me from i think sometimes the things that i really say i want and i've been working on like knowing that i'm not going to eliminate the fear but that i want to be a little bit more fearless today than i was yesterday right like i want to i want to fear less i want to if i can just Knowing that it may not ever go fully 100% away, how about just today, I'm going to fear a little bit less. I'm going to make that post, even not worrying about what people may say, knowing that it comes from a good heart place, you know? Um, 
Yeah, and that's one that's been really like I've been really working through lately because uh, I think that this book I'm trying to write has been blocked by a lot of fear, fear of being a bad writer, fear of no one liking the book. Like all mm. the stories, a story I tell myself is no one's telling me this. It's it's my own internal stories. Mm. So yeah, that's my that's the back of my mask. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for sharing, man. And fear is never fear is never really the problem, right? Fear is the fear is the guiding post. And I, I like the the quote that I really try to live by is on the other side of fear lies freedom. And mm. so fear is is the mm. compass. And I truly believe that the things we desire the most are on the other side of the things that we are, you know, fearful of the most. And yeah. you know, it really comes mm. down to having the courage to go after the things that scare you, right? It does because it does take courage to question those things and to go after them and to overcome them. And I don't think there's, we can ever, maybe we can get to a place where like nothing really scares us. I mean, maybe that's the end goal, but I think there's always going to be something. And I think for me in my journey in life is really about figuring out what scares me, understanding why, and those are the stories that kind of come up and, and the experiences that we've had that have maybe developed those fears because we don't, we don't, we're not born with that fear, right? Those yeah. things are developed and being able to go towards them and understand that they're just an illusion. They're, they're maybe there to try and protect me from, from being exposed or heard or seen, but realizing that it's okay, right? Yeah. Like removing the mask and showing up for who we are and going after it's really about the courage and focusing on that to go after the things that scare us the most and learning on the journey as well. Oh, there it is. There's a learning. When you talk about that quote, I like that. The other side of fear is freedom. Um, and, I really like that. And there's another one I was thinking about, but it's lost me. But thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, Should man. Let's talk about mine now. Okay, here we go. Okay. <laughs> uh, we got overwhelmed. We got question questioning if I'm capable and tired of having to prove myself. And those kind of all tie into where I'm at, like in this experience of life right now, I, I have a lot going on. Um, you know, when I was traveling in the van and I had a lot of, a lot of freedom, right? I, I was, I was able to do what I wanted and it was really beautiful, but there was this side of me that wanted to have bigger impact in the world purpose. Like, cause I think that's an innate part of being human is like something to work towards. And I really desired that like most transitioning athletes. And now that I found the thing, I'm, I have so many projects I'm working on and it's, you know, my business, my podcast, I have two podcasts. I just had a kid. I have my relationship, you know, traveling, the social media, like there's just life has so much involvement and I'm working on all these projects. So I feel very overwhelmed at times. And when I navigate that, I remind myself, you know, part of me is like, I wish I could just, you know, let it all go and go travel in the van again. And then I drop into, and this is a really cool thing. I drop into what I was feeling when I was in the van. And yeah, there was this sense of freedom and being able to drop into that and feel it. It's like, oh, that feels so good. But then there, if I was doing that and I gave all this up, then I would be really deeply desiring what I have now, which is purpose is something to work towards. And so it, it is like the grass is always greener. So it's like, how do we find balance in the moment? And it really comes down to self-awareness for me. Like when I do feel overwhelmed is usually the times when I need to slow down, find some stillness, go on a walk, quiet my mind and understand and, and come back to the intention of why I'm doing it. But yeah, it's very much, you know, in the background behind the mask is like this feeling of overwhelm and, and showing up in the world like I have it all together and I'm, I'm it's it's so easy for me and like making it look easy. But on reality, it's like these inner, this inner turmoil of like, did I bite off more than I could chew? How can I navigate this? 
so there's that um the questioning if i'm capable um it's it's you know it, it constantly on this journey of growth and getting outside your comfort zone and, and, and building bigger and bigger things like i look back on where i've come from with the business with the heart collective i mean i've worked through so much of my own fear to step up as a leader doing this type of work especially for my old kind of life and you know all the shifts and changes i've had internally and being able to bring this work into kind of that hyper masculine environment and, and help guys on this journey of understanding themselves more and their emotions and being able to process there is a lot of fear that I've worked through to show up in that and then continuing to kind of step up with, with the new opportunities and continue to get out my side of my comfort zone and feeling like, am I capable of doing this? Right. And questioning that. And for me, when I navigate that, it's really about trusting that this thing wants to be created through me. Right. And I'm sure you can relate to this. There's, there's a bigger purpose to it, you know, and, and, you know, navigating like this thing wants to be created through me. And so it's bigger than me. And so there's this trust and this surrender of of showing, just continuing to show up and figuring it out day by day, but knowing that this isn't about me. It's about really serving this brotherhood. And I think yeah. when I come back to that, it really allows me to to just trust and show up and not be so overwhelmed and anxious with it. And then tired of having to prove myself i think that comes back to I, I just got off another podcast right before this and i was talking about my football journey and how i i, I the, one of the reasons i wanted to walk away from football is because i felt so tired of having to prove myself over and over again and i had such an up and down career i lost my starting job five different times i blew my knee out one time and that eighth and final year before i walked away like i lost my starting job for the fifth time in my career and just they just gave it to a younger guy and I just remember being like, I'm just tired of having to prove myself. And that was part of the reason I went and traveled the country. I was like, I'm just going to go explore my freedom, do what I want to do for once. Yeah. And now I found myself getting back into the world. And it's like the ego needs this, this, this something to feel important, to feel relevant. Like yeah. if we're not creating something of, of value, then like who are we to the world? And so there's this story of having to prove myself that's kind of creeping back in. And I think it's just innately deep. And like, it's part of the reason I reach such high levels of success in football is because it's such yeah. a part of my makeup. And it is a, it is a valuable asset to show up and, and get me to work hard and create things. But it's really about that balance of, of not feeling like I'm doing it to prove my worth, but knowing mm -hmm. that I'm, I'm, I am innately worthy and it, it, I'm not doing this to feel any more important in the world, but I'm doing it to serve and help others. And I think yeah. that is keeps coming back to that is what helps me navigate all of these kind of the things I'm working through. Wow, brother, brother, that was that was that was powerful. That was beautiful. First of all, thank you. I'm looking at some some notes. It was my the thank you. And I think some of the things you say, a lot of things you say, resonated with me. I think there's probably that part of like feeling overwhelmed and if i'm capable is really deeply connected to this fear of failure right and why on the i'm working so mm -hmm. hard right like and why i feel like so the other day uh, i made a video uh, we started this we had we launched this new game this little card game right and i made the video about like uh hey we welcome to this new game and here's one of the reasons i made the new game and i said to, in the video like you know like people always say like you know i've heard people say Shanti, what's gonna happen if you, you know, if, if if you leave? Because if you leave, there's gonna be no more ever forward. And I'm like, no, it doesn't have to be like that. I'm not doing anything special. And I was on a call with a parent yesterday, um, who's a young man, who's boy, um, he's in the fourth grade, he's in our circle. And she was like, 
if I if I was there, if I was the director of that video, I would have made you take that part out. I'm like, well, why? She's like, because you do do something special. And I think for me, like this idea of like trying to like do what I think I was put on this planet to do, like what I feel like I'm being called to do. Like I didn't, when I was a first year teacher, I wasn't trying to start a nonprofit. Like I didn't think you could get more nonprofit than teaching. I was like, you can make less money than teaching. Like <laughs> that is that even illegal, right? So how did you how do you do that? You can't. You know, I was like, you know, as a person who grew up poor, I was I wanted to be the opposite. I wanted to be rich. You know, like and becoming a teacher was already a financial. I would say I'll use the word burden for the lack of a better word in the moment. Like I knew my heart was calling me to teach. I had no problem that my heart was supposed to be there, but I didn't feel like I was being successful in a financial sense of of of, of my humanness. But when you talked about like, am I mm. if I'm capable? When I, when I started running this nonprofit full time, like I didn't I didn't really know what I was doing. I, I know what the mission of the work is, but the work is a pot, is paper and books and reading and IRS this and nonprofit this and donate like all the stuff that gets in the way of of why I really did, why I started Ever Forward. I didn't start this to be sitting in meetings all day long. I did this to help young men find their voice and talk about what they were going through and recognize that, that they have permission to feel everything they're really feeling. And if they feel it, it's real. That's why I started this. But in order to do that, in service of doing the work I really want to do, then I have to do all this other stuff. And sometimes I feel like oftentimes... Like, I, I don't feel very successful in the mm. in the stuff needed to do the stuff, right? In the mentoring, that's my, that's mm. my, that's my language. That's my talking to young people, talk, having conversations with teachers and helping them become better educators. But in order to do that, I got to take care of all the contracts and all the conversation and the marketing. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm learning that I'm not supposed to do it all. That's part of the learning too is, right? Oh, Shanti, mm -hmm. guess what? actually not supposed that's right like you got your you said some guy mm -hmm. set up the microphone i was like oh i need to, i need somebody to do that i need somebody to who's gonna right i know you you don't want me making no flyers like so luckily like right now i have somebody mm -hmm. who helps make flyers for us right because you don't want to see one of my flyers my, you know it's just not gonna be it's gonna have all the pertinent <laughs> information but it, it's not gonna be so appealing you know what i mean and I think that that's when I'm starting to get smarter. Mm -hmm. And I think when I get smarter at realizing you never were meant to do it all. You just didn't know any better. And so now as I'm learning better, yeah. I'm finding people to help. Like, look, I, I shouldn't be making no video. I mean, I shouldn't be doing the editing of the video. Like I should be making videos, but I also tell myself that ah, you already made one two days ago or three weeks ago. Like, stop, that's enough. Right. And I, I go into my own narrative. And I think that, I think we all need that, right? And this is what you said is like we want to have a purpose, but sometimes we just need. I, I maybe we don't need it. I find I have needed it because I grew up from so long trying to just take care of everybody else and not really taking care of of what was important to me. I grew up like as the you know as the oldest yeah. of four or three, responsible for their you know making sure they do their homework and make sure they do their chores. Like I had, I was responsible for them, right? And it wasn't in my being. It was, I was celebrated in my doing, you know? And like you talked about, like looking for that, how do mm -hmm. I just be? Well, what happens if you never knew how to just be because you only found the, the only way you got the validation that you may have been looking for was because 
of when you did something, when you accomplished something, when you won something, when you, yeah. So thank you for that, man. Thank you. You just opened up a lot of yeah. thoughts in my, in my mind as you share. So I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Thanks for sharing too. Right back at you. And, you know, I think, you know, on this journey of entrepreneurship and building something, I think for me is, is, and I think for a lot of entrepreneurs is that this stepping up as a leader and building a, a team is, is really challenging. Right. And it, it forces you, it's such a growth path because it forces you to step up as a leader, being able to like empower others to help bring your vision to reality as well. And I think that's what real leadership is. It's not this, I'm going to hire an employee to kind of mark the, the tasks off and help me do these things, but I'm going to hire someone empower them to help me make my vision a reality. And I think when you find that leadership within you, and this is what I'm working towards too, because with my community, like I've just hired two full-time employees and like, I don't know if I, I would be able to do it without them. And I'm like, all I want to do is continue to hire more people. Cause it's like, Oh shit, I can get like people to help me with this stuff. But then I'm realizing like I need to actually make money to, to afford these people. <laughs> so it's like finding that navigation. But like, I, I love the, the journey of, of, of really leading and empowering people and sharing the vision that I have for what I want to create and then getting them on board and be like, oh, I see your vision. Let me help you do whatever I can to make that vision a reality. Like that's really an empowered team. And I think that's really the future of work too. It's like even the idea of working a nine to five, like we can, we can work for companies that we enjoy and we're, we're passionate about their vision. And if they have good leadership and they're sharing their vision in a way that makes me want to make it a reality, that is what like is going to change the culture of work and in our society as, as well as like not, you know, not separating work and life, but, you know, mm. making life, our life, our work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Making our life, our work like that. I'm that. And I think that, you know, me as I'm in this work, like sometimes when I'm having really long days and I get home and I'm like doing, I got more stuff to do the the danger in that I, well I found for me the danger is that it doesn't feel like work so I could be doing it all all the time and then like oh wait a minute I hit that yeah. place of like like you said I want to be back on the road again sometimes I'm like okay what what did I just do to myself did I just did I just sign up to just be busy all the time like did I like where do I oh wait you just you need to have some balance right and people like that word they, it sounds easy enough but yeah. it's hard when the list of things to do is longer than the time in the day, week, month, right? Even the weekend, right? Yeah. And that's and the I thing too, is there's always, there's always more to do. <laughs> so if you don't find time for yourself, you're going to keep finding more self stuff to do. So it's, it is finding that balance, right? And that's why making a list and, and having a routine and, you know, creating space for yourself and you know stillness and taking days off when you need them like all like the work is going to be there and there's always going to be more stuff to do and there's always going to be more stuff to mark off the list and if you just allow the list to control you then you're never going to actually enjoy it right and i yeah. think enjoying it and bringing that energy is really important to the work that we are doing is cuz when we bring that positive energy and we remember why we're doing it that that kind of fills the entire project of what we're doing and the people we're interacting with. But if we're just constantly busy because there's so much to do, then that energy is going to show up and affect people too. And they're not going to be as bought in. Oh man. Yes. Yes. And I think that idea of taking days off as an entrepreneur is hard, right? Because, well, if you're not doing it, then who's doing it? And hopefully, hopefully you have people that you can hand it to and they will be responsible to do it. Why? Even if you don't show up. Right. And I think I, I've, 
been learning through that process of like just so there's a dance between trusting okay i'm just gonna trust that you're right the trust part of me which it takes 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 it takes a toll that trust in me right um and i remember the other day i was talking mm-hmm. to the marketing guy who was working on um, the game right and um and i'd say you know what? i don't have the capacity for that i said it like you know just in the conversation and then i, I remember him saying oh you know what but well, one thing you should do is you should do this and i'm like maybe i didn't say it clear like like and i was like i guess I, I, I just told him i don't have the capacity for that and, and he's giving me more stuff to do and i'm like Okay, hold on, hold on. You know, and I'm finding myself in my own moment in that conversation. I'm like, okay, let me. I want to say this. I want to say this again because I, I think you may have thought I was, I was like, just matter of factly saying I don't have time. I don't have capacity. Like I don't have any more capacity. So either it's gonna like to change the the the, the play, or you got to do we got to do something different because I can't add any more on my list. Like and yeah. it was a moment that I, I don't even I don't think I've ever said that too much before i would just take yeah, it setting your own boundaries, it the list. Right? that's so important oh man yeah mm. man well i guess we keep growing and learning as as, as we said i heard i heard a statement that says um if you don't learn the lesson the first time the lesson will come back so if, if you don't learn how to set boundaries and make time for yourself then you're going to keep having to keep learning that lesson again right and and i think when you learn it, yeah. then you begin to do things differently, right? You begin to operate differently, and and um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really thankful for that. You know, I'm, I want to um, have one of these real life like behind the scenes moments because my computer just beeped and said it's at six percent. So now, which is very unprofessional, I'm gonna have to stop and uh, plug the computer in, or otherwise we we will be ending the interview. Two things, though. <laughs> like, it's about to hang up. It's about to hang up. It's like, okay. Where's the truth? Oh, no, do your thing, said. Hurry up before it, before it hangs up. You're, you're against the clock. We are against the clock. It's like, it, it's going down. Oh, it went, it went down to six. Good thing it wasn't like in my car or at home, which I have done before. Okay. We're, 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 we're back on power. All right. Well, listen, back you know, I, 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 I think that it. was a. Oh, can you hear me now? I think my computer just. It didn't know what to do with all that power. Yeah, yeah. It was like, <laughs> it was like, damn! Look at all this juice I got. That's amazing. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. That's what rest does, right? Imagine that, like, time, right? It's like you burn it on the end of the battery. Even like in our own lives, like my life, like burning at the end of the battery. Oh, the other day, juice. I was trying to, I was trying to send this post out before midnight. Sat on the chair. I was in the kitchen, trying to send this post. Okay, get the picture. Get the put the text with it. And then all of a sudden, I hear the phone hit the floor. That it's like four thirty in the morning. I've been in this sleep in the chair for five hours. Literally, my body was like, "We're done. You you can keep trying to write that text if you want." You just but guess what? Sleep, <laughs> That's, <right. laughs> That's awesome, dude. You need it to take eleven forty five. It was like I almost had it. I almost made it. I didn't make it to midnight. I didn't get. I didn't get it out. So I was like. Well, you, sometimes you're going to, you're going to, you don't have no Belmore juice in the battery. You know, I think I do. I think I spend more time charging my phone than I do my own self. Oof, that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely need to find some time to, to recharge because you can only, if you're, if you're going and trying to fill other people's cups with an empty cup, what are you filling them up with? Right. 
And I think yeah. it's really important for us to to redefine what it means to, to to work hard and get more into flow states, which is about making sure that you have the energy capacity to show up. And if you don't, finding time and space so that you can show up more fully when you do, right? Because then you're going to actually get more done with a less amount of time. Yeah, man. Well, I think this is a good moment. I think I, I want here's what I want. I want to leave you room to like definitely tell folks how uh, they can find out what you're up to, or you know, if there's places that people can follow you, or something that you're working on that you want folks to know about. And and I just want to thank you for just being here on the show with us. I really appreciate you, and I'm I'm thankful for you. And uh, yeah, I I just want to leave this time for you to to let folks know how they can stay connected to you, man. If 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 that's if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Thanks, Ashanti. Thanks, brother. I really appreciate it, man. Uh, it's been a pleasure coming on and, and I love the work you're doing, man. And just, just keep showing up and it really, it's, it's beautiful work. It's the work that's needed. Um, for me, I think to on social, probably the best place is Instagram at joe.holly, H-A-W-L-E-Y. Uh, I got my personal website, which is joe-holly.com. And that's kind of, I have a blog up there. My podcast is on there. Um, if you want to check out the podcast, it's quantum coffee, wherever you listen, um, also, if you want to follow The Heart Collective, you can go to theheartcollective.com. That's spelled H-A-R-T. And theheartcollective.com, that's a, a community built exclusively for former male professional athletes. But we also have a new content strategy where we host master classes and master courses to anybody that's interested. Uh, a lot of self-development content. I would actually love for, to have you host a master class at some point, And we can talk about that. And then um, Instagram, theheart.collective. The and then the podcast um, for the community is Life Beyond the Game, where I bring on former pro athletes to talk about their transition out of sports. So if you want to check that out as well. Also, if you want to keep in, in, in contact with me, the best way is probably through my newsletter. Um, and you can find a link for that um, on my podcast or on Instagram. And we'll link all that in the show notes. So we'll put all those links in the show notes so you can find uh, Joe. And um, man, I just want to appreciate you, brother. I, I really thank you. And I got some great nuggets today and uh, even hit a hit a moment that I just thought about that those times to breathe and taking time. And so I, I mean, I thank you for sharing about that. And, and I, I look forward to hearing about the journey as you continue in your work. And um, I look forward to staying connected. Absolutely, brother. Thank you so much. And we'll definitely talk again soon. Yeah. And for those of you out there, if you um, uh, were inspired by what you heard today, please tell somebody about it. And if you want to make a mask, please go to 100kmasks.com. Be a part of this million mask movement. Uh, now, Joe is a part of our million mask movement. And we're so thankful for that. And uh, we look forward to seeing you all again soon. If what you heard today you enjoyed, if you've listened to this and you found something inspiring, please like and subscribe to this podcast. That's the best way for someone to uh, find this podcast, maybe like you did. Uh, please tell someone about it. If you know, listen to some of our previous episodes, and if one of them rings out to you, please share it with somebody you know. Uh, we also invite people to join us in a face-to-face -face where they come together with another person to make a mask and talk about that mask together. There's short conversations, about 20, 30 minutes. So if that's something that's interesting to you, please uh, send us a message, send us a, in the comments below, let us know that you're interested in that. And we look forward to you joining the movement 
of the Million Mask Movement. And check out our new shirt. I don't know if you, how you can, if you can see it, but this is our new shirt, the Million Mask Movement. And so uh, we'll have these soon available, uh, but we look forward to you being a part of the movement and supporting our work. Uh, please consider supporting the work that we do in Ever Forward and in the work uh, that we do in the Million Mask Movement to let people around the world realize that they're not alone. Thank you.